my life goes on in endless song above earth's lamentations i hear the real the far off hymn that hails a new creation through all the stumbling and the strife I hear its music ringing, it sounds an echo in my soul, how can I keep from singing, while though the tempest loudly roars, I hear the truth, it lives, though the darkness Round me falls songs in the night it giveth no storm can shake my inmost calm while to the rock I'm clinging since love is Lord of heaven and earth how can I keep from singing We're glad you're with us this morning, and I'm so glad to see people back. It's nice to have the energy in here again. Our Sunday services are 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Central Time. We live stream at 9.30, and we welcome our live stream audience today. Watch our services anytime on demand at our website or on YouTube. The flowers today are given by Tony and Edna Walsh in celebration of their wedding anniversary. If you would like to donate flowers in recognition of a person or event, please contact the church office. Reverend Megan Smith Brooks, author of Unraveling Grief, leads her monthly workshop this afternoon at 1 p.m. on Zoom. 
register for today's workshop, Self-Love as a Path for Healing Grief, to receive the Zoom link. And everyone is invited to attend the Unity Minneapolis annual meeting next Sunday, February 20th at 1 p.m. We'll meet here in the sanctuary, and you can also attend on our website live stream. Online participants can share comments on the live chat to be shared in the sanctuary. Business to be discussed will include board of trustee election, facilities transformation and the upcoming feasibility study, year-end progress reports, and financial reports. Oh, and this is exciting. Restorative circles are coming to Unity Minneapolis. We're introducing Heart Connection, an open circle on the fourth Thursday of each month, starting February 24th. This circle is a brave space where all are welcome to gather together to build relationships and share perspectives on current issues and events that impact us. March brings more opportunities for growth with classes and book studies such as Keep a True Lent by Charles Fillmore and Jesus' Plan for a New World based on the book by Richard Rohr. And there's also our semi-annual membership class. Details for all of our upcoming events and activities are on the church website, Facebook page, our weekly emails happening at Unity and Peak of the Week. And you can also email or call the church office. And now, I would like you to join Reverend Kevin for our opening prayer. Won't you join me? I invite you to just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and settle into this right now moment. And feel a sense of gratitude Gratitude for the gift of life itself. Gratitude for the gift of this day. Gratitude for this spiritual community. We open our hearts and minds to a greater sense of God, a greater sense of love. We bring into this circle this consciousness of love and gratitude, we bring in our entire community, especially those who are challenged right now, physically, emotionally, spiritually. We bring them in and we hold them. We hold them in our hearts. We also bring into this circle of love and gratitude our entire broader communities. We bring in the community of our world. We see all of us guided, guided in the ways of peace, in the ways of love. And for this and so much more, we say thank you. Thank you, sweet spirit. Amen. I think this beautiful Minnesota day deserves to be appreciated. Please stand as you are able for our opening song, Witness. This day is a witness to my 
It is so good to see additional human beings in this sanctuary. Yes. And if you are live streaming, you are absolutely welcome as well. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for choosing to spend time with us at Unity Minneapolis. We are a welcoming and inclusive spiritual community. One of our core values is that of welcoming. And so if you are in our sanctuary for the first time, maybe second or third, or if you're joining us streaming-wise uh, for the first time or you feel new in any way, we want to recognize, honor you, and have you feel included. So if you're in our sanctuary, feel free to raise your hand. So be it. 
And if you are streaming, oh, we have, a, we have a little one, a little one, beautiful, welcome, welcome. And if you are streaming with us, you are welcome to click the link and uh, fill out a uh, new member or a, a visitor card, and we will gladly share information with you. But know, know that you are welcome here. And what's said on this platform each and every Sunday is this idea that wherever you are, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. So thank you for joining us. This month, we are honoring Black History Month, and we are focusing on some outstanding leaders that are part of or have been part of our unity movement. And each Sunday this month, we are selecting one individual to especially honor and recognize. And so today, we honor Reverend Vertel Allison Teferlo. She attended Unity Urban Ministerial School and graduated in 1998. She was a senior minister at Unity Church of Vermont, served on the Board of Trustees with the Association of Unity Churches, and as regional representative of Unity Churches in the Eastern Region. She began her ministerial studies after retiring from the Detroit Board of Education. She was also an instructor at the Unity Urban Ministerial School, and she was instrumental in converting that program to online. She was president of Life Teaching Ministries, a nonprofit organization that she started to help others discover their oneness with God. As a result of her work in establishing peace on the planet, she earned the National Ambassador of Peace Award, which was presented to her in Washington, D.C. In 2014, she wrote and published the Book of Ruth. This chronicled the life and achievements of Reverend Dr. Ruth Mosley, who was the founder of Unity Urban Ministerial School. Reverend Vertel made her transition on Sunday, September 1st, 2019, in Arizona. We bless her memory and we are grateful for her leadership. As we move forward, I invite you to share our mission statement and then our affirmation for the month of February. This is found in the order of service as well as on the screen. Our mission, I'll ask you to say together with me, is we are a vibrant, inclusive, prosperous spiritual community, inspiring and empowering full expression of the divine within through prayer, education, and service. And for our February affirmation, together, my thoughts, words, and actions reveal my loving nature. I invite you to settle in for the reading of the daily word. Now we move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. As the usher brings down the prayer box, you are invited to mentally add your prayers to the written request in the box, remembering to hold Reverend Pat in prayer while he is on sabbatical. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written request. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. 
Your prayer then prayed with, with our prayer ministry for seven days. And then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is compassionate. We affirm I am a compassionate presence. In periods of peaceful contemplation, I immerse myself in the unconditional love that joins the human family together in God. As the awareness of divine love fills my mind and heart, it dissolves all memories of difficulties and feelings of discord. Centered in divine love, I deeply feel my oneness with God and with all people. I now see the people in my life anew, beholding the divinity of each dear one I meet. My heart overflows with empathy as I respond to their troubles and celebrate their triumphs. I am patient. I listen with intention. I recognize their divinity as I recognize my own. I welcome the flow of divine love as it blesses me, as well as those with whom I am sharing my compassion. As, and scripture tells us in Leviticus 19.18, you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. The word for today is compassionate. if you have not already done so, that you close your eyes. Allow your body to relax into your seat. Take a deep breath and let go.
Allow the tension to leave your shoulders and your face. Let your arms and legs feel heavy. And feel your breath moving in and out. In and out. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. Here, now, just breathing. Today I share with you words from Louise Hay on loving yourself. I am not a healer. I do not heal anyone. I think of myself as a stepping stone on a pathway of self-discovery. I create a space where people can learn how incredibly wonderful they are by teaching them to love themselves. After years of individual counseling and conducting hundreds of workshops and intensive training programs across the country and around the world, I found that there is only one thing that heals every problem, and that is to know how to love yourself. When people start to love themselves more each day, it's amazing how their lives get better. They feel better, they get the jobs they want, they have the money they need, their relationships either improve or the negative ones dissolve and new ones begin. It's a very simple premise, loving yourself. And I've been criticized for being too simplistic. I have found that the simple things are usually the most profound. It's not selfish to love ourselves. It clears us so that we can love ourselves enough to love other people. We can really help the planet when we come from a space of great love and joy on an individual basis. To me, love is a deep appreciation. When I talk about loving ourselves, I mean having a deep appreciation for who we are. We accept all the different parts of ourselves, our little peculiarities, the embarrassments, the things we may not do so well, and all the wonderful qualities too. Now we are in the midst of enormous individual and global change. I believe that all of us who are living at this time chose to be here to be part of these changes, to bring about change and to transform the world from the old way of life to a more loving and peaceful existence. Love is something we can choose. The same way we choose anger or hate or sadness, we can choose to forgive someone who has hurt us and begin to finally heal. We can choose to be grateful for what we have. We can choose love. It's always a choice within us. So I ask you, let's begin right now, in this moment, to choose love. It's the most powerful healing force there is. Let us take her words into the silence.
take a deep breath and affirm silently, in this moment, I choose love. I love and accept myself completely. In this moment, I choose love. I love and accept myself completely. And a deep breath, coming back into the room, back into this time and space. And one more breath. And when you are ready, open your eyes. At the right time, every dream I dream has come to pass. Cause you're right here, and you're all mine. I can't believe the years of holding back are through. And I can finally say what's in my heart. just about to start I've waited all my life for this one moment listen to my heart all my life I've been on a road going one way toward one dream the road would wind down it I would go, always searching, never finding. But even in my darkest hour, I always knew that someday, somehow, the road would lead to you. And words can't express. How my heart's filled with happiness Listen to it Listen to my heart Listen to it sing Listen to my voice It wants to tell you everything Listen to my song Listen to it so I've waited all my life for this one moment, I'm not waiting anymore. Listen to my heart. 
heart as it cries for all the years that it was lonely listen to my heart as it smiles to know that now after so long I can finally sing my song and you're here and you're listening you're James, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. As you likely have heard by now, the year 2022's theme is all about the courage to imagine. You've heard that before, yes? If you've been here before. And with each month, we've got a dedicated theme. The month of January is all about peace, and this month is all about love. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) So last week, Reverend Tony offered numerous definitions and tried to define love. And she sort of landed on this idea that love is a mystery. Love is a mystery. And our human brains don't like mystery. And so she came to this place where we can't really truly logically define and understand what love actually is. She landed finally on this simple yet profound definition of love. She said, love is God. God is love. Myrna Fillmore, co-founder of our movement, supports this concept and tells us God is, in fact, love. Love, then, is creator of all that is real. That which is not of love and by love is not real. I love how Charles Fillmore defines love. He tells us love is the pure essence of being that binds together the whole human family. In divine mind, love is the power that joins and binds in divine harmony the universe and everything in it. Love is an inner quality that sees good everywhere and in everybody. He also tells us that love is the great harmonizer and healer. I believe this is so for us individually, for our communities, and for our world. Jesus, our master teacher, had a thing or two to say about love. When he was asked, you know this, what was the greatest commandment? He said, love. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the second 
equally as important, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus was serious about this love stuff. In him confidently declaring love as the greatest commandment, he took over 600 laws and simplified it really into this one law of love. Loving God, loving one's neighbor as oneself. In the Jewish tradition, it is reported that there are, over, there are 613 laws. Now get this, 365 of those commandments are about what not to do. The number corresponds with the number of days in the solar year. The number of commandments about what one should do numbers 248. And this is said to correspond with the number of bones and organs in the human body. Today is all about self-love. Self-love as a topic is personal to me. Not because I'm an expert or I have mastered this, but because self-love has been part of my own spiritual healing, my own journey. Self-love as a concept is ancient. It's been around thousands of years. It was written about in Taoism in China in the 3rd century BCE and in ancient Greece around 1500 BCE. Charles Fillmore defines self-love as care for one's own happiness and well-being. This care is entirely compatible with justice, generosity, and love for others. My friend, Dr. Michael Obsatz, tells us that self-love is an expression of the metaphysical heart. Self-love involves self-acceptance, valuing oneself, and seeing one's beauty in the midst of personal and worldly imperfection. Out of self-love comes love for others and love for universal connection and attachment. Self-love, self-compassion, self-esteem, and self-worth have a common thread moving through all of these concepts and yet they are distinct and unique to themselves. Sometimes we can confuse self-esteem with self-worth. Self-esteem itself is simply defined as a feeling of having respect for oneself and the abilities, accomplishments, and skills, as well as that potential. Self-esteem can ebb and flow depending on what's going on in the external world. If I'm doing well at work or I accomplish a great goal, it's likely that my self-esteem is going to rise. If I make a mistake or get laid off, chances are very good that my self-esteem is going to drop. On the other hand, self-worth is defined as one sense of one's value as a human being. This is an internal thing. It is based on the consistent belief that I deserve to be alive, to be loved, to be cared for. It is such that I have value and worth simply because I am. Some of you may be familiar with the, the Deserata poem, but it says to us, no less than the trees and the stars, you have a right to be here. No less than the trees and the stars, 
Do you have a right to be here? Sometimes we, or I, I should say, get in this circular trap, confusing self-esteem for self-worth. It's also accelerated by perfectionism or perfectionist tendencies. I wonder if there's any perfectionists here. Maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> my parents were strict and demanding, and in my desire to be lovable and worthy, I became the best little boy in the world. And while I was well-behaved, did well in school, and was extremely responsible, I look back and I realize all this was in service simply to be valued, to feel worthy and loved and cared about. As a result of this and so much more, I made the decision that I would prove myself as lovable and worthy. I would be successful, responsible, accomplished. And that decision put me on a lifelong path of moving forward and leaning heavy into perfectionism and workaholism. Much of that was all about just simply wanting to feel good enough, feeling worthy. I learned to bury my feelings and my true authentic self in my work and school pursuits. And while there are some ways that this served me professionally, academically, materially, at times it left me feeling empty, anxious, and that familiar feeling of not being good enough. And while I've made lots of progress in this regard, those feelings of unworthiness still sometimes creep in. Self-compassion is the antidote for feelings of unworthiness. Let me explain. Self-compassion is deeply linked to self-forgiveness and self-love. Unworthiness cannot exist when there is a deep sense of self-love. Our ability to love, forgive, and have compassion for ourselves is what allows us to do the same for others. We can only love others and have compassion for others to the degree that we can do that for ourselves. Author Brene Brown, in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, tells us, we cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be deeply seen and known. And when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection. Love is not something that we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow. A connection that can be cultivated only between people when it exists within each person individually. We can only love others as much as we love ourselves. Shame, disrespect, betrayal, and withholding of affection damage the roots from which love grow. Love can only survive these injuries if they are acknowledged and healed. Love can only survive these injuries if they are acknowledged and healed. Simply put, compassion boils down to acceptance. And when we can accept ourselves and others unconditionally, we are able to have more compassion for others. I firmly believe that part of our individual spiritual journeys include practicing self-compassion, healing all sense of shame, unworthiness, and healing our inner critic. When I say inner critic, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you, am I the only one that has an inner critic? 
Those are the internal voices that judge, criticize, evaluate what we do, what we say, and who we are. At one point in time, it was believed that the self-critical voices were a good thing because they motivated us to excel. The research tells us now that, no, it's not the case. It actually demotivates us, and there's a direct link to depression and even more uh, demotivation. As children, we unconsciously take on so many negative messages from well-intending parents and others outside forces. My parents set high expectations for me, and I experienced them as overly critical and judgmental. I know that some of my own inner critic is linked to those messages from so long ago. Some of this relates to not feeling good enough or not being fully lovable. Last week, as I was preparing for today's lesson, I had this memory come up from 50 years ago. And so it's just interesting how sometimes things come up for healing. And it was related to the idea that when I was upset or did something wrong, my mother would sing this song. And it was one of the things where I questioned, was this real or did I make this up? And so I called my brother Chris and boss. I said, this is going to sound really weird, but do you remember this song as a kid? It, it came to my mind today. And he said, I do. I do. And as a matter of fact, later on, he emailed me a YouTube video of the song. And so I won't sing you the song because I want to keep my self-esteem intact. But I will share the lyrics. And the lyrics were, or are, nobody loves you. Everybody hates you. Might as well go and eat worms. And my adult self, I know in my heart of hearts that my mother absolutely did this in innocence. She did it in innocence. She did the best job she knew how to do. And yet I look at my child self and wonder, along with other messages, what got brought forward into my adulthood. So... What do we do about all these negative emotions, these thoughts, this self-talk? What do we do to better manage and deal with shame, trauma, and grief? Psychologist Dr. Tara Brock, in her book, Radical Compassion, describes a four-step process and practice to help guide us through these challenges. She calls this RAIN, R-A-I-N which is practicing of mindfulness and radical self-love. These four steps are recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. And I want to be clear as I share this with you, this is not a one-time fix. It's not a one and done, but it's an ongoing practice and process all about radical self-love and radical self-compassion. Mindfulness is all about being fully present in the moment. And this allows us to see things more objectively and see it more from a big picture situation. The first step of RAIN is to recognize. This is about noticing what is going on. Recognizing the negative emotions, the thoughts, the suffering that is occurring. 
we need to recognize that there is a problem or an issue before we can change or do something to address that. Sometimes we can get so wrapped up in negative self-talk or strong feelings of anger, grief, anxiety. And when we're wrapped up in all this negativity, it can be spiraling and we can lose that big picture perspective. Only once we can recognize and name these things are we able to begin to move forward to solve them and heal from them. Allowing is a step, second step. And this is about, it's a core tenet of mindfulness. And this is where we allow our thoughts and feelings to just be. We allow them to be without evaluating, judging them, or analyzing them. And it's important to realize and understand what we're thinking and feeling to process and move through them. We need to understand what's going on, and we need to be with those feelings. We need to allow that to happen. Once we allow, we are ready to the next step, which is investigate. Investigate is all about cultivating a deeper understanding and self-awareness. What's going on? Why am I feeling this way? We probe beneath the surface to explore. And when we're able to do this, this allows further psychological processing and healing. The final step is about nurturing. This is where we provide physical and verbal nurturing for ourselves. It could be as simple as placing one's hand on one's heart or perhaps using an affirmation like, I am lovable and loved. There's an ancient story about the Buddha traveling across India, and he was spreading his messages of kindness and peace. And the Buddha had a traveling companion by the name of Mara, the god Mara. And this god specialized in anger and violence. Mara, throughout this journey, hounded the Buddha all the, the entire trip. And it would have been perfectly understandable how the Buddha might have responded in anger and resentment and frustration. It would have been perfectly understandable how he would have gotten fed up with this unwanted traveling companion. Rather than getting angry, the Buddha repeatedly said, I see you, Mara. I see you, Mara. Come have tea with me. Come have tea with me. This story is a metaphor for the first two steps of rain, recognizing and allowing. The Buddha was willing to allow himself to be with those feelings of anger. It can be extremely tempting to want to fight, to want to flee, whatever it might be regarding our negative feelings and emotions. Dealing with these can be scary and cause tremendous discomfort. We also have numerous distractions and ways of running from and medicating and avoiding these types of things. And these feelings can include shame, trauma, grief, abuse, neglect, you name it. I believe it takes deep personal and spiritual courage to examine and process through these things. And it takes courage to heal and free ourselves from the chains of suffering and negativity. I recently had a situation where a couple friends, a couple closest friends, uh, didn't treat me in a respectful manner. 
I found myself hurt, angry, and disappointed. And I began to ruminate about all of this, and it came into this spiraling thing. And I felt ignored and disrespected. And then I began to beat myself up because I thought as a minister and as a psychologist, I have, should have my hand around, hand around these things, that it should be a non-issue. I should just forgive and move forward. I ended up using this RAIN process, and I found it very helpful. I first recognized and named the negative emotions, really about hurt and disappointment. And then I allowed myself just to be with those emotions and not judging them or judging myself for feeling them. And then I began to investigate and explore what was underneath the feelings, what was going on at a deeper level. And I realized in that investigation that some of my upset, if you look at the facts, it was justified. And yet I also realized that there was something bigger being triggered. There was something being bigger being triggered that had nothing to do with those individuals. And some of that related to my childhood and feeling worthy or where I didn't feel seen, heard, or safe. The RAIN process allowed me to move through the situation in a much more efficient way with more compassion and ultimately allowing me to nurture myself. Just a few additional practices for self-love and self-compassion. These include self-forgiveness, self-acceptance, setting boundaries, connecting with supportive people, and remembering our common humanity. One of my favorite teachers is Edwin Gaines, and she talks about the importance of self-forgiveness. And she encourages us to do this as easily and as gently as we would forgive a little child. Think about that. Self-acceptance is where we practice loving and appreciating all aspects of who we are, including including our imperfections. Boundaries and boundary settings are, act, are acts of self-love. I am known to say, no and no thank you are complete sentences. Learn to only say yes to the things and people who support and feed your soul. Connecting with supportive people is a practice of self-compassion. Sometimes when I'm feeling negative emotions, I want to isolate. I want to go it alone. I've learned that isolating in these situations only makes it worse. And then our common humanity is all about focusing on the connection that we have as others uh, with regard to suffering, that we're not alone in that human experience. Realizing that we're not alone provides a sense of comfort and connection to the whole of humanity. Finally, I want to reference back to the very beginning of this year. Many of us took part in the White Stone Ceremony or uh, perhaps established some New Year's intentions or goals. In terms of the White Stone Ceremony, what name did you hear? What was calling forth from you from spirit for this coming year. We're about six weeks into the new year, and I figured this would be a good time to check in with that. I'll also suggest that living into what's calling forth from us is an act of self-love. These things just didn't land there by chance. It is said that our desire and our intention is God knocking at the door of our heart, calling that forth from us.
We each deserve to love ourselves. We each deserve to love ourselves enough to bring our goals, our intentions, our dreams to life. We deserve and we are worthy of a life we love. In closing, I invite you this week especially to practice self-love, to practice self-compassion. It might be something as simple as some better self-care, taking care of your physical body in a little better way. It might include forgiving yourself for something that was a mistake. You might try the practice of rain, or perhaps you might try to quiet or make peace or have tea with your inner critic. I'd love to hear what you try and how it went. Affirming for all of us radical self-compassion and abundant self-love. So it is.
Lori, do you want to introduce James again? I'm not sure if he, he's kind of a regular here, but I, but yeah, oh, but really happy man. you're here. A million different things he has done, written shows, produced shows. He was in the original cast of Cats on Broadway. He's an actor. He's a great dancer, and you might have run into him when he was the uh, vice president of programming and the uh, director of theatrical arts. I forget the whole title. But at the Ordway, he basically was in charge of all the shows for 13 years. Um, and it's so fantastic that he can come and hang out with us sometimes. So this is James Rocco. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you. Now is the time in our service where we have the opportunity to practice that law of giving and receiving. There are a lot of different ways you can give, certainly online through our secure website. Also within the sanctuary, you have uh, QR codes to access if you so choose. There's some envelopes as well. You can leave that on the way out if you choose on that. And then also a check is always perfectly fine. However you choose to give or share time, talent, treasure with us, we are grateful. And if you would, I would like you to share our offertory blessing. It's in the order of service. I'll say it once. We'll do it together and then do it one more time silently. The offertory blessing is divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am together. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am now silently.
receive these gifts, all of the gifts in the mail, online, wherever they come from, one source, many channels. We receive these gifts with a sense of gratitude and appreciation. And we bless them. We bless them because we know what we bless appreciates, what we bless increases. And we send forth these gifts out into the world, out in the world to support and serve our vision and mission of a transformed world, transforming the world one person at a time through love, peace, and compassion, realizing that it begins with self-love, self-compassion. And so it is. And so we thank you, thank you, thank you. How you doing? Good. Thanks for being here, streaming with us as well. I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge our prayer chaplains. These individuals arrived into the sanctuary early to hold sacred space for all of us. They're here to pray with us if you so choose. We also have chaplains available for those streaming with a private Zoom room. That ID or that link should be up on your screen at this point. So we encourage you to, uh, if you're so inclined, to pray with one of these individuals. It will be a blessing for you as well as for them. Thank you, chaplains, all for your service. You continue to hold us in a way all the time. Thank you. And uh, we have some youth joining us right now. Cassidy, come on down. You know, it's been a while since we've, some of us have seen kids, so figured it was good to bring them down today. <laughs> we are doing a Harry Potter series upstairs. It is very fun. It was written by a unity minister, um, Reverend Diane Vanzera. And so today we looked at um, when Harry Potter goes to the mirror of Erised and looks at his heart's desire. And how, what, is that, what does that look like as we go into our hearts and see what we truly want and how do we take action to get there? So that is what we're doing for the next few weeks. We've got our 9 a.m. Zoom, so we're still continuing with online programming. And we have uh, 9.30 for the younger kids, 11.30 for younger and older. And today, in particular at 11, is the regional call for the, our Unitines and YOU. So anybody joining on Zoom can jump on that call. So great to be back and nice to see you all. Cassidy, thank you for how you love and support our communities by taking care of our loved little ones. Thank you. Just a couple of quick reminders. Annual meeting next Sunday, 1 o'clock, right here also online if you so choose that option. So please take responsibility. If, if you care about this community, join us. Join us, see what the future's bringing forward. So. With that, I'm going to ask us to say our prayer for protection and then our peace sound. And I invite you to stand. And uh, in terms of our prayer for protection, let's really take it in as that of a prayer because it truly is a prayer. It's a powerful prayer if you really think about it that way. So together, the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. 
I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence wherever we are. God is all is thine and all is well. And our peace song.
I love you just the way you are. 